So the Bucks on the way to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2001. And welcome in to Views from the Sideline. It is May 9th, 2019. And welcome to the show. Repping the Giannis Attentacumpo gear today. The Milwaukee Bucks star leads his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like we said, like it said in the video, for the first time since 2001, when that team was led by none only than Ray Allen. Welcome to the show, guys. Chris, I got some hot takes today. I'm going to just set it up right now. Yeah. Because that guy on your shirt, he's, he's he's the third best player in the playoffs. He's not one or two. He's he's third still. I can agree with that. No, I can still agree with that. I still think I still I think I can agree with I that. Think because in, I think in basketball conversation right now, I think that'd be a hot take with most general fans. But I can agree with that because Giannis has such a fantastic supporting cast. That's something that Kawhi doesn't have. And KD KD K D has a supporting cast. Kawhi, Kawhi has a pretty has a but not as good a, I think he has a pretty good supporting cast. But not as good Siakam is playing out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, to who, whoever Giannis passes to makes a three every time. I, I think it's more that the roster is perfectly fit around him yeah. than he yeah. has a better supporting cast. I think Kawhi has more talented players around him, but Giannis just have he has gunners everywhere around the court. And Joey, I hope guys that can let it fly. I hope you insert a clip here of you guys saying you're picking the Celtics to win the series. Celtics, Celtics in five, and Celtics. In yeah, five. just put that right. Here, thank hey, you. man, there are a lot of people that I mean, the Celtics. Wow, you took the number one seed. What a reach. <laughs> Get him, Joey. I mean, you jumped on the bandwagon. You can't say oh, that you, you weren't jumped nervous on the bandwagon after I'll, game one. I wasn't. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. I'll try to find that clip, too. Not nervous. MVP, coach of the year. They have Splash Mountain on their team. Splash Mountain. Brooke Lopez. Splash, his nickname. Jesus. Splash yeah. Mountain. That's actually a really good nickname, in my opinion. Um... Well, we'll talk. We'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. I want to do. Um, I want to talk about kind of the coaching carousel in the NBA that's been going on and all the all the scuttlebutt that's been going around. I hope you never use that word again. <laughs> scuttlebutt. I'm going to use it now. Scuttlebutt. That's, that's going to be a term that I'm going to staple in this show. Joe, you cut that out afterwards. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, editing. we're just gonna, we're gonna <laughs> beep it out. Like it's, he it's, gonna, it wrong. it's gonna sound so weird. It's gonna be like there is a lot of, and then he's gonna put in you from a different show saying a word. It's gonna sound weird every time you say scuttlebutt because people aren't gonna. <laughs> that hear. should be really funny. Scuttlebutt. <laughs> um, first things first. Monty Williams. He signed a five-year deal to be the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Beautiful. He declined the Lakers. For, oh, long, yeah. for long-term security with Phoenix. Was that the right move for Monty? I think it's, yeah, clearly the right move. I think that may be the best pickup coaching-wise. That may be the best move for a coach right now. Monty knows what that team has and that all they need is a – I they, know. I disagree need, with you. They have a lot to do. And Joey can attest to this. He picks the Suns every year to be good. They have a lot of things they got to change. That's but because, because I pick them, I don't see that they have a lot to do. They're just not performing. That's because Joey, even he sees they have the talent to be a good they team. They have no point guard. They, they haven't had a point guard or a good, a seriously good coach. Now you have the good coach. You're going to have a they top three pick They didn't give Igor enough draft. time. They messed up with Alfred Payton. They, they did. I thought Alfred Payton would be better. 
Oh, they kind of let him go. And, just and, yeah, and they let him go too injury soon. Problem. But I don't think they should have hired Igor from the start. With with that with that cast of young guys, Igor Korkunov. and Igor and him being a nice pronunciation. Thank you. And him, and him being a brand new NBA coach, I think a lot of people could have predicted that wouldn't work. But they should have given him more than a year. If you're going to sign maybe. a guy and and try to make this coach last and build with your maybe. current group, you got to give him more than a year. But when you're a franchise like this and you're, it seems like you're spiraling every year, it with just so shows much dysfunction. It does look like there's dysfunction. But then you make a move like this. You have an experienced NBA guy who's likable. Players like him. He has all the knowledge. He's going to get these young guys to play harder than they've ever played. And I can guarantee he's going to make the right pick for that franchise when it comes. When the time comes. And they have a chance to get John Morant. Just saying. Then I'm, I'm Phoenix number one overall seed. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Summer predictions. <laughs> that NBA talk Ooh. is going to be interesting. Suns are going to be Phoenix one of my Fox favorite seed. teams. I can't, I can't wait. Even though the Pistons aren't in the draft lottery, I can't wait for the draft lottery because the Zion sweepstakes are so huge. and It's such a huge storyline. Everybody thinks New York's going to get the number one pick. Zion and NY. That's Zion and NY. That's what I want to see. I want to see Zion in New York, but I could. I would also like to see him in Chicago. I think Chicago would be pretty cool. That would be also cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not talking about Zion yet. It's not draft lottery time. We're not even close to the NBA draft yet. So Monty Williams signs his five-year deal, chooses Phoenix over LA, and LA had the LeBron factor too. And Monty, Monty chose long-term security. Uh, second on the list, once Monty picked Phoenix. It seemed like it was all clear-cut. Ty Lue is going to be the next coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Seemed like it for a week. He even had a cake for his birthday. Said, happy birthday, coach, with a Lakers logo on the cake. Guess what? He's moved on from the Lakers offer. The Lakers offered three years, $18 million. Uh, that was said to be the breaking point in discussions. Not that the Lakers wanted to pick some of his associate coaches, but they're still... Differences if that was a reason why. Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka, Jeannie the owner, Rob the acting general manager who is assumed to be the general manager moving forward since Magic left, they all want, they wanted Ty Lue. For some reason, the Lakers trust Kurt Rambis for opinions in the coaching matter. When was Kurt successful as an NBA coach? Why are they taking his opinions so heavily? And because Kurt wasn't the one that signed off, they seem to drag this thing through the mud, which inevitably left Ty Lue leaving a championship-oriented coach, a coach that knows how to deal with LeBron, probably the absolute best fit, walked away from the job because they trust Kurt freaking Rambis. Because he's a Laker. This is this is this is where the Lakers he's the franchise only, has come. He's the only NBA mind that they have. Exactly. If they have a guy that was on one of their championship teams giving them advice, they're going to listen. That that's that's what it's come to. With the Magic gone, they're scrambling, and Kirk came and tried, and apparently he's trying to save the day. <laughs> so this is this is the type of franchise they are. They're so steeped in lore and winning and legends and championships that. Even though you have all that great, at some point, when it comes to times like this, they're going to try to hang on the legends, and they're going to try to hang on guys that were a part of winning cultures, and they're just going to try to scramble and say, okay, you guys, tell us. Tell us what to do. What do we do? 
Obviously, Tyloo should have been the coach. But this guy was on our old championship teams. We have to trust him. They don't know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. Fans are revolting right now, and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Isn't tomorrow they're going to yeah, do a protest? They're, they're supposed to be so protesting uh, at Staples, I believe. Tomorrow. Um, because they hate their franchise. Times, I can't wait for it to flip upside down, and now the Clippers are going to be the best franchise oh, in L.A. It's it's so great. I love Steve Ballmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pose a question to you guys. Are the Lakers more dysfunctional than the New York Knicks? Oh, Currently. Yeah. Currently. Currently. Yes. Yeah, I would That's say so. And, I, and that is, I think the that Knicks is with are, LeBron James. The Knicks are insane. turning it around, so... The Knicks have more of a plan than, than the Lakers. The Lakers, their first problem was they didn't stick with the plan of the young guys. Their plan was... Okay, okay we, if LeBron wants to come to your team, you got to make moves. I'm sorry. I disagree with that. If I mean, LeBron says, L.A., I want to come there. But if LeBron, you know what? We'll make it work. But if LeBron is coming, then why do you still stick with the young guys instead of well, trying my to issue, them off? My issue isn't more so with them sticking with the young guys. My issue is... Let's put playmakers around LeBron because that makes sense. LeBron is like Magic Johnson when you compare him to former NBA greats. You need certain types of you guys need spot. LeBron. Why are you trying to be the smartest person in the room? Put shooters around LeBron, get a physical big man, a rim runner, he does, and you're he does, good to go. He does need another one or two playmakers, though, like Kyrie. Okay, yeah. one needs, more. Yeah. He he, needs, you somebody, don't want a somebody team of playmakers. Take, I know. Somebody to take pressure off of him. C- Cleveland, Miami. Like, okay. it, like it's always been. Shooters, a few guys to take pressure off of him, some tough guys down low. That's how it goes. We are three random dudes doing a podcast, and we can tell you that was, a, <laughs> that was a bad move yeah. to sign Rajon Rondo to put with Lonzo Ball, who's also a playmaker, exactly. and Lance Stevenson, who also needs the ball in his hands, like, and give all three of those guys major minutes playing with LeBron. It you, doesn't make sense. You let go of Lou Williams. <laughs> you let go of Brooke Lopez. Yeah, Lou Williams. He These could. are guys you let go of. Was it a year before or two years before? Uh, I think it was two, Lopez, two years before. Yeah. Yeah. Two. They let go of Brook and Lou two years before. They wanted to go with a young guy playing. No, no, Brook Lopez they, played there last year. That was last year? Yeah, Brook was there last year. Okay. He, they should have kept Brook, yeah. I thought Timothy Mozgov was last year. Uh, Timothy was in Orlando. Oh, yeah, Brooke I didn't, think we thinking Brooke a didn't play years a whole lot. Uh, he was their starting center. I know, but he still didn't play a whole lot. Still, I mean, you LeBron, can start and not play. That's true. Very true. Very true. Just because they thought he was going to have another injury-riddled season like he'd been having before, and then you know, they're just so dysfunctional. That's like yeah. a, that's like a Pistons thing to do. Like you get rid of a guy, it's not producing very well, and then all of a sudden you just produce. Well, Pistons do it with young players. It Chris seems Middleton. like ever since the D'Angelo Russell move, they've yeah, that's they've, another they've move. been somewhat downhill ever since. Magic then. needed a because leader. They, they wouldn't let him mature. They they wouldn't let him grow as a person. I mean, the he De- was nineteen years old. We can also touch on the D'Angelo stuff a little bit later too. Come uh, on, dude. We don't need wait. To. That wait, is the wait till you get to the next location to get what you need. That is that is that's all I'll say. That is just shacked in a fool of the year of years in the future. Like you cannot. That's he'll be fine. So but yeah, but in so many angles, like he was so stupid with that whole situation. Yeah. My gosh. But um, yeah. If people what, don't know. D'Angelo Russell tried to uh, hide marijuana in an Arizona iced tea can, yeah. which, if people didn't liquid. know, liquids cannot be brought on airplanes. So, yeah. uh, He still know, has a lot of growing to do. <laughs> He's still a very young man. It's weird. Yeah. It didn't make sense. 
You'll yeah. learn from it. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to me that as of right now, the Lakers are the most dysfunctional team in the NBA. Uh, other coaching candidates currently, since Ty Lue's out of the picture, uh, Monty's out of the picture. They've interviewed Juwan Howard, and they are going to interview Frank Vogel. Is that correct, Joe? Or they have yeah, interviewed I, him? I don't know if that's today or coming up, but he's like their fifth candidate that they'll have interviewed. And they've interviewed. It seems like if I'm going to put my money anywhere, Jason Kidd seems to be the guy to be the favorite currently. And then Adrian Wojnarowski hasn't reported they've interviewed him or have interest in him. All he's reported over the last couple of days since this whole Ty Lue situation has begun is that Kurt Rambis is very high on Lionel Hollins, and he could see Lionel Hollins coming back into coaching for the right opportunity. I'd rather see him than any other of the candidates. I think he'd listed. be the he's the best coach. I think but him, to be him thrown and LeBron in, would mesh a lot. To better. be thrown in that situation, I don't know. It'll be interesting because the way that he runs his offenses are completely. You different. You know what I'm all for? I want Stan Van Gundy coaching the Lakers. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh, from. For pure NBA entertainment purposes. Let's get the whole Van Gundy family I guess if in there. It gets Let's get him, Jeff as the assistant. I, I guess if it gets Stan off the ESPN desk, I'll be okay with that. So He's so bad on the desk. I, I want to hear him and his brother commentate every game. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It is the funniest. Oh, boy. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's jump to... Uh, that's enough Lakers talk for right now. I'm sure we'll talk about them more. First series. Series that wrapped up last night. The Bucks. Gentlemen sweep the Boston Celtics. 4-1 series win. End of an extremely odd season for the Boston Celtics. Where do the Celtics go from here? What do you expect from them in the summer, Malik? I feel like Kyrie is definitely gone. I feel like... Well, okay, let me, let me lay it out for you. Kyrie has a player option, and is, he's going to exercise that being an unrestricted free agent. Al Horford has a player option. Probably 50-50 he, if he exercises that to be an unrestricted free agent. Marcus Morris is an unrestricted free agent. Terry Rozier is a restricted free agent. I feel like the next few years will be very rough for Brad Stevens because I feel, I feel like the fans are about to start getting really antsy. They've seen the development for a potential championship team, and they're going to start getting angry that none of it is starting to work out. They know Brad Stevens is a really good coach, but they got to start – Pinning it on somebody eventually, if the superstars start leaving, and you have an okay group of talent, but that your coach is known as the the next great guy, I feel I feel like it's going to be a rough few, few years for him. And I I hope they can bring in some more stars. Danny Ainge can work some more magic, but I, I feel like Brad Stevens is going to have some teams where he's he's really going to have to show how good of a coach he is over the next few years because the rosters might not be as strong as they've been the past few years. If I'm not mistaken, I think this was the conclusion of Brad Stevens' sixth sixth season in the NBA because he missed the playoffs his first year and then made it, I believe, the next five. Um, just to clear that up. Joey, what do you what do you expect from Boston in the offseason? This is a huge offseason for this franchise. I think they're going to get better. Okay, mm. let's calm down here. I'm just, I'm just saying straight up, I think they're going to get better. All right, how I so? How do they get better? They're going to lose Kyrie Irving, and I think that's going to – that's going to turn it back into what it was last year, more or less, of where the young guys are going to be able to step up. They're going to get to show their talents. I, I think, kind of like a lot of people have been saying, the young guys are feeling inferior lately. 
the one thing that they'll still have to figure out is Gordon Hayward going forward. I was just going to say, they got to figure out that small forward because situation. Because they're kind of loaded at that position. I mean, I'll, before you move any further, because I, I, I agree with you that I think Kyrie's going and they're going to go more towards that youth move, movement like you've described. Gordon Hayward situation. If the Pistons strike out on other big names, oh yeah, I, was, I could totally see. I was them. about to say the the Pistons should definitely take advantage of the Celtics having too many forwards. Yeah, and I think Gordon Hayward could be had. It's a risk because he hasn't been the same player. He's been coming back into his groove. He's lately, shown signs. Yeah. He's shown signs. He, should, he shouldn't clear, have come back so early. That's he's clearly the not the player he was though. Right. I think I think he'll get back to All Star for a few. It's a years. risk you take though. Yeah. It's if you're the Pistons, that's the type of move you have to make if you want to be competitive with the Blake Griffin Andre Drummond duo. Oh yeah, it'd be so, easy. Continue, sorry, Joe. Um, but yeah, I I just think that they're gonna get back to kind of what they were last year, going forward, um, where they can start developing the young talent. I think they need to get. Al Horford back though I think he's kind of a key piece for them. Aaron and Baines is a free agent as well. Whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I would don't okay, whatever. Not that. gonna lie, if Aaron Baines, I want Aaron Baines as a piston again. He would be awesome. I could care less. I liked him when he was here. He surprised me about how much he actually gave the team. I, I mean, surprised. I don't mind him, but it's it's like he yeah he only gives you so really much. But what he, what he gives you is important at a, at a lot of times. So. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to get like AD. I don't think I don't think they're going to make a a big big splash, but they might just be able to get key pieces that help them out. Obviously their their big concern will be replacing Kyrie. Well, I don't think that's a big concern. I think they have that already planned out. It's going to be Terry. Off? You think Terry's going to take uh, they're over? They're going to get no 100%. I think Terry's their guy. I think that's Brad Stevens' guy. Do you think they pay him? I think they pay him as much as he wants. Whatever a team signs him to, they'll let him determine his market because he's restricted. It's not like yeah, I, I, I bet he'll sign an offer sheet and the Celtics will match because there's no other, there's no better uh, point guard on the market that will consider them. Kemba's not going to consider Boston. Why not? I think because Kemba, Kemba I think Boston. is Kemba is either going to sign the supermax with Charlotte or he's going to wherever Kyrie doesn't go in Brooklyn or New York. I think those are the two. Or if LeBron makes a strong pitch with LA. I I don't think there's any chance Kemba considers Boston. I mean, maybe yeah, I can agree with that. Maybe I, I think take, he, I think he'd consider it. He he'd take an interview. He'd take he'd take a sit down meeting with them, but he's not going to truly put them as a top as a top team a top team okay. to consider, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Personally, I think Kyrie's. I mean, we are all on the same page here. Kyrie's yeah gone. We could you can see it in the body language. He just doesn't mesh with his team. If I'm Boston, if I'm smart, I sign Terry Rozier, stick with my young guys, try to trade Gordon Hayward to a sucker like Detroit, and just keep building. Because you have so many draft picks, too. Just embrace the youth. Because you saw how good they were without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward last year. Embrace your youth. You don't have to use all these assets now. Wait for KD to leave. Wait for See how everything shakes out, and then make your move. Okay, I'm going to give you the three teams in the list of 3-2-1 of teams for Kyrie to go to. My number three, and this is including the Celtics. My number three is Brooklyn. My number two, Los Angeles Lakers. Number one, New York Knicks. Do you guys agree with that list? 
I would put, I'll put Brooklyn too. Is there any other team outside yeah, that I, top three? I would fly, I would flip flop those as well. Which yeah. one? The Lakers I'll put, and Brooklyn. I'll put Brooklyn. See, too. I think Kyrie is. I mean, he just rekindled his relationship with LeBron. I, I think that's all just you think smoke. Really? Yeah. I think yeah they're they're friends no matter what. I'm sure. Yeah, they're gonna play pickup in the summer, and everybody's gonna be putting the eye emojis like Lakers 2020. LeBron but, will put. Add uh, Kyrie to the banana. When it when boat. it comes down to it, Kyrie Kyrie is a East Coast New Jersey kid. Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. That is the way he plays. The way the way he plays in his soul is New York. It's Jersey, Brooklyn, New York. To it, be quite frank with you, is. I think it's I think KD and Kyrie are both, unless something crazy happens, are both set on joining the Knicks this summer. I think it's almost done. They, that's that's expected at this point. Unless the Knicks don't get Zion. No, even if they don't get Zion, because they can sign Kyrie and Katie outright. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, I feel like that'd be even more incentive. Oh, yeah, of course. But I, KD needs to do something. He even he said that winning the championships in Golden State isn't as fulfilling as he thought it would be. Yeah, clearly, you're playing with the best roster assembled. Well, because he realized how easy it was. Yeah, like, so KD's going to take the, one of the hardest challenges. No, the hardest challenge, making New York a contender. I don't know. Not if they like. Not the way that the NBA works now. Like the way you can flip teams qu- quickly if you if rally you bring another guys. star yeah. too. Yeah. Um. One last question about the Celtics before we move on. In your opinion, is Brad Stevens on the hot seat this summer? No. 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 I no agree way. with you guys. Yeah. No way at all. I, I've heard That's, people I think bring it'll up get like tougher is, for him. There's not even many good coaching candidates out there that right. I consider. Plus, he said six year. Six or seven years he's been coaching the Celtics. He's had nothing but good things. Exactly. He didn't have a good year this year. He had to deal with so many distractions. The whole Kyrie Gordon Hayward experiment just didn't work out. How he coaches young players, and depending on the direction this team wants to go in, if that's the direction is to stay with the youth movement, there's no better coach. I think there's a really good chance they surprise next season. I'm really interested sticking, to see how everything with, shakes out. Yeah, with that young core and the way he got – he gets the most out of the teams he has. You saw with those Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder teams. He can get the most out of a team, and they believe in his system. I miss so, Isaiah Thomas. Let's not even bring it up. I wish so he was sad. playing in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need him. But I miss Isaiah Thomas when he played with the Celtics. Um, let's go on to the next series. Started off as kind of a flat series. Warriors-Rockets has turned into the best series in the NBA. No. Uh, <laughs> What? Uh, Have you guys not watched the last two games? Yeah, Listen. they had a turnover and Clay Thompson ended up with a layup. Like they were fantastic games. I did you just watch the highlights on Sports Center the day after? Pretty much, and that's For all me? I needed. Oh my god. Listen, at this point oh at this point, I don't like watching James Harden play basketball. Thank you. I, I don't Thank you. I don't like watching <laughs> Steph have to struggle to get into a rhythm. I don't like watching Clay have to get into a rhythm every three or four games. It's it's not good. It's not fun to watch to me. It really See, isn't. Watching the Warriors potentially lose a series is the most fun for me. It's I don't interesting. Care, I don't care where it comes from. I just want the Warriors to lose. So even when it's two two, you start to like bandwagon up. I mean, if it gets to a okay. game seven, I'm gonna be. I'm, not, I'm gonna watch. Like, we have all these game, all these series. Denver, Denver, Portland is in an insane series. Right Last now. game was a blowout. Besides the blowout, there was two blowouts in that series. 
Warriors Rockets has had no blowouts. That four overtime game alone pushes it. That was one of the best games in NBA playoff history. I'm yeah. not going to take that I away think that Philly Toronto series is the best right now. That's it's been the most interesting. It's been, it's been the most up and down. It's been great story. I lines. have a lot of stuff to touch on that when oh, we get to yeah, it. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that we can unravel there. Let's stay focused though with Warriors Rockets. So KD left last night with a strained calf. What really it it looked like an Achilles. When it first happened, the way he's carrying his foot to the bench, it looked like an Achilles injury. They say it's a calf strain. I don't know. It looks like Achilles. He'll miss the rest of the Western Conference semis. This, right now, is the best chance the Rockets will have of beating Golden State. <laughs> what? That, You're talking like all the people last year. That is funny because that's exactly. No, but KD is okay. It's the same this thing. Is, but last, this year is, they didn't have, this is, last year they had KD. I know, and but, they didn't have Chris Paul and PJ Tucker. But, but right, it, everybody but freaked out, and they're like, "Oh, the war, the Rockets would have won." But it's like this is the last, last, last shot. No, I'm not the saying it's the have, last, but I'm but saying it's the that's, best. That's what it seems like. But it's this the is best the best, chance. and also seems like the last. Uh, like it just seems. Well, like it's another year. Chris the, Paul's older. It seems like this is also the this is the last time. It's the one for the Rockets. This might be the last time. This is the one chance. This and it is, seems like they've had their one chance a few times. Well, they already but had. But this is the, this is the well, one. Well, I think they're, yeah. I mean, before KD got hurt, their best chance was last year. They're, you're taking out a guy that av- is averaging 35 points per game, is the focal yeah. point of the best team in the NBA. You take him out. And the, the, and, and the Rockets are still completely healthy. Chris Paul yeah. is not hurt like last year. P.J. Tucker is not hurt. They're not beaten up. You cannot say that this is not the Rockets' best chance. Angle, I'm not saying it's the last. Oh, it I'm is. This is their best the chance. This is their best chance. And Golden State's bench isn't producing them, but Sean Livingston looks like a ghost. Um, it, I need him to retire. Andre Iguodala's <laughs> been hit or miss. I mean, he's yeah. had his moments, but he's not been as consistent as he has been. But listen, KD is out. If Steph turns into Steph again. KD was out the entire fourth takes. quarter, and the Rockets did nothing. James Harden shied away again. He disappeared. They didn't do anything. You would think, okay, did you not the watch player, the game, Joey? The best player in the Did NBA you not watch the game, just Joey? Goes out of the game, and now the Rockets aren't in. Joey, you would think the Rockets would come alive, and they—they they were the the. the oh Steph, yeah, they came alive enough to lose the game. Steph and Steph and Clay were fantastic. Exactly, because the they step up in the time of need. They're the two best shooters in NBA history. Two of the top four best shooters in NBA history. And that's, Steph hasn't been stepping up a lot this series. But they did in that fourth quarter. Kind of, they had, that's they, why yeah, they, that's that why the Rockets quarter, didn't yeah. win that game. And nobody else, when nobody them, for the Rockets stepped up. When them two were on, there's no way you could up. beat. They could not counter. <laughs> they could not counter how crazy efficient yeah. Steph and Clay were. Joey, there's no way your team can win when them two are on. Like that's that. what I'm it's saying. Impossible. I get that, but that's that's also what I'm saying is that you would think that like even with that that. Then the Rockets would, you know, maybe play a little bit tougher defense on Steph Curry and they Clay were Thompson. Playing and tough defense. They don't have as anybody else. You can literally say as tough as they were. They just can't do it. Like, they can't get themselves into an attack Listen, mode. I th- last year's Houston team was better than this one. Yeah, I agree so with that, but I still they were think, I still think it's a chance Houston could lose this series. <laughs> well, I think just the fact they're that, down 3-2 yeah. also. It's not that they're up 3-2 like last year. And Chris Paul was out of his mind in the playoffs last year before he got, he got hurt, hurt, and he's, yeah. not, he's not looking like the same yeah. guy this, yeah. Yeah, this year. True. Um, if the Rockets, you know, they've been talking a lot, talking about how they were stolen an NBA championship from last year. Sure. If the Rockets want to back up all their talk, 
they need to win this series. They got to put up or shut up. That's what it comes down to with all the talk that the Golden State is a 3 2, right? Yeah. Do you think the Rockets win the series down 3 2 currently? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Joey, you're a no, too. No. Them winning two games in a row. Do you think it's over in six? Do you think Golden State wins in game six? Or does it go back to Oracle? Mm. I think it goes back to Oracle at least. I, I think they win game six. You have no confidence. I don't like the Rockets. You I'll like say, the Warriors I'll say it better. Straight up. So, I, I don't have so mo- I don't have a lot of confidence in them either because when James is off, what are what are they depending on if James is off? Right. That's the thing. He has to score at least like 34, 35 points a game. He might have to score forty a game these next two games for them to win both. Besides, and the, he it's possible that he can, but I, I don't know, man. Besides know. the the Cleveland series when Cleveland won the championship, the Warriors have always been really good at closeout games. Yeah, you know who's been really bad at closeout games? James James Harden. Harden. <laughs> James Harden. The Warriors are going to step up their defense in Game Six, and unless Steph and Clay have another bad game. Then maybe there's a chance to go seven, but I think I if think, just one of them starts going off, if it's Steph Curry, if Steph Curry has a good game, they win. I think the both of them, I think they're going to be looking at each other this entire game. I think they're going to be on. I think they're going to be locked in. The Splash Brothers will. I think they're going to use Draymond back into the more yeah. of a even more of a facilitator than he has been recently. Now that KD, I say out. they win this next game. Yeah, who? The State? I think Steph and Clay get back to business, and Draymond. Get, gets back to what he's he was known as before this year. I th- yeah, I think they, I think they win it in a commanding way. I think it's gonna be a shocking. No, yeah. eight or nine. No, point, I think it might be eight or nine point win. That's not commanding. Eight or nine point That's win. That's not commanding. Well, yes, in this series, yes, in this t- in this series, yeah, Com- commanding. Be, no, because you can be it can be a four point game going into under the a minute left in the game, and then free throws make it eight or nine. No. That's not command. Commanding to I, me is about 15. I, th- I think near the end of the game, James is just chucking up threes. I think it'll be up to 16 or 17 threes with like five or six minutes left in the fourth. And yeah, guess what? We'll to find out. I think Steph Clay and Draymond, I think they, them three, I think they close it out. Could also be, the Warriors could also be up 15 with about 25 seconds to go. That's and then true too. the Rockets just make yeah. a couple last true. second threes. I'm not going out on that limb. I think it'll still probably be close down Thank to like you. four or five minutes, but I think Steph and Clay, they're just going to be on fire. I think all it takes is Steph. Anytime he gets going for that team, it like it's completely different than when anybody else in the league, I think, has a good game. Clay, too. I can agree with that. All right, let's go back out east. We'll find out the winner of that series, apparently, according to you guys, since the Warriors are going to win in six on Friday. Uh, Raptors Sixers series, 3-2 Raps lead currently. Game six tonight, tips off at 8 p.m. Do the Raptors close it out in Philly tonight? Joey. Is Joel, Joel Embiid is playing, right? He is playing. I think what's they his, do. <laughs> what's his health look like? Is, he, that's the question that has to it's be. It's questionable every night. Oh, Jesus. That's true. Uh, I say yes. I think. You know, I think I think it was last week that I said that KD has been the best playoff player. Kawhi passed Kawhi him. second. I think Kawhi I, passed him. I just, still can't say just that. in recent, like in this round, I guess. But you can make for right argument. now. I think yeah, Kawhi you, is the best player in the playoffs. He's he's just at the he's moment. unconscious. 
just the way he's played at the efficiency level that he's played and because he's played more defense than I think KD has so far, um, that I think Kawhi has been outstanding. He's even he's surprised me. So I, I think they're going to figure it out. Malik, do the Raptors close this one out tonight? I think it could go to OT, but I, I think the Raptors do close it out. In Philadelphia. I think I think this whole Joel I think this Joel Embiid thing, it's becoming a bit of a controversy. Well, I think more so. My concern is less of Joel Embiid and more so of how much Ben Simmons has been a non-factor in the series because well, of his style of play and how he he needs the ball in his hands, and so does Jimmy Butler. When Joel is on the court, Ben Simmons can't be his best player, and that's something Philadelphia is going to have to figure out. Ben Simmons can't be. You saw. In that Brooklyn game where Ben Simmons had like 30 and like 13 and missed like two shots, Joel wasn't on the floor. He could do whatever he wanted. He played the best game. He might, he might have played all season. When Joel is on the floor, he can't be himself totally. And Jimmy Butler's playing really good. I, I love what Jimmy's been doing. Tobias hasn't been able to get into a flow of the game. It's, it's something they're going to the have to figure out. The problem with Philly is they're not built properly. They're not. There are three stars to be extremely effective and be the best player possible, all need to be creators, all need the ball in their hands. Either Ben, ben, has, ben Jimmy, and needs Joel. to not be there or Joel needs to not be there. They're one of those and they three. Need, make that they, they need to, yeah, I agree with you. They need to make a decision and move one of those big three. I think Joel goes eventually. What? I think they trade Joel. No, Joel is the process. He is the whole, he is that franchise. They will not move Joel. If you stick with Joel, you, will, you won't get close to a championship. See, I would say game. more so Ben Simmons. Oh, I think it's so tough. With, with, I think without I think, Joel and, it, and with it being Ben and Jimmy and Ben controlling everything, that team flows so much better. They just do. What were you gonna say, Joe? I think I just think having a big playmaker like Ben Simmons is so important Especially in the NBA in right now. Game. Yeah, yeah, and like I understand that Joel Embiid is actually like almost unstoppable when he's healthy, but I think the health is actually a big concern. Like he cannot stay consistent like he plays he'll average 30 and 12 all season and then all of a sudden he gets hurt and then he's he can't do anything and I just think the way that they're built I think that Philadelphia plays the best when JJ Reddick's their leading scorer imagine if Al Horford I mean I guess to Jimmy Butler to an extent but I just think when JJ has a good game that's when Philadelphia's at their best imagine if Al Horford was a starting center instead of Joel Embiid I think they I think they would be a better no, team. I think I they'd disagree. be a better team. I disagree. I don't know if I fully agree, but I I can kind of understand. I think they're just having a weird they're having a chemistry issue of too many good players, which is odd to say because I thought that they were role player enough that it would have worked. But yeah, I think Tobias has struggled. Jimmy Butler has been on and off. This series has been pretty good. Um, ben Simmons has kind of gone away. Jimmy is a guy that's going to get his. Ben Simmons, you, has you been don't a, have to worry about him. Ben Simmons has been a non-factor this series. Yeah, completely. But Gosh. I agree with Malik. Where if you get rid of Joel, I think that increases Ben Simmons' play. Well, yeah, yeah, because then I, he'll be the most dominant inside force on that team. I think it's easier to get a replacement for Joel Embiid, even though Joel Embiid is so good that he's probably the best center in the league. But I just think that that position has lost so much of its impact on the game that it's easier to replace than a point guard like Ben Simmons. When it's just been everybody on the floor gets a piece of the pie. Tobias Harris would be going in the series. 
I think, if it was just been distributing and doing his thing. See, I think it could be marketing suicide if they trade Joel Embiid. And I, it would I hurt. do agree with at that point. End, it would hurt. And at the end of the day, and the this fan is, base. at the end of the day, we have to keep this. When we talk about decisions these NBA franchises have to make, we have to keep in mind their main objective is not winning championships. Their main objective is making money. That is, I'm, I'm sorry, that's, that's a problem. And I, I also, I don't think that's completely true. Because, because you Rick, do get incentives for winning. Rick Barry broke down the Warriors and rebuilt them. And the fans were booing them at games at times. When they, were, when they drafted Steph and they got rid of Monte Ellis and completely redid the image, Rick Barry said, all of you, shut up. Pay attention to what we're doing. We're going to win soon. And that's you, well, but that's well, one example but, of that working. It is. But and two, Philadelphia is harder to convince. Fi- they would of, be harder all to the, convince. of all the fan bases, Philadelphia is a vi- volatile. But I feel like if, they're, if they were able to go out on that ledge and tell everybody, trust us, you've seen what we've, do- we've, what we've done already. We have pieces. We could do this. I think sooner or later fans would understand. Winning solves everything. It does. Winning solves you just everything. Better, you better that's win. What were you going to say, Joe, before Malik and I just took over the I don't really remember. It's okay. It it wasn't, like, crazy important. Um, Let's go more towards the Toronto side of things in this series. You talked about Kawhi being the best player in the playoffs currently. He passed KD. Is he the most clutch player in the NBA currently? No. No. Who is? Kyrie Irving. Malik, 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 I'm going to, Malik, Malik, I'm going to let you just, you can rebuff that. You can come back with a new answer. I will, this is a free, I won't roast you. Just, you can I'm going back by, I'm new, going by Kyrie's career. Not, not just this season in the playoffs. I'm going through, I'm going by what? If Kyrie doesn't hit that one career. shot to win an NBA championship, I think there's a huge difference in your opinion of him. I do I think, agree. But, that lifted him, but he's—I think he's—he's he's been hitting Look clutch at shots what he and did. playing big in the clutch. If his Kyrie career. was the most clutch player in the NBA, he would not have only scored 103 points while shooting 104 shots in a five-game series. He was terrible. He was shooting. Okay, so I can agree. Ma- he might not be number one right now. Okay, <laughs> that I'm not saying is he. I'm not I, saying I was, he's not I was basically going. I was going off a career, and I've I've seen him hit clutch shots regular season playoffs and of course the final shot lifted him but even in the playoffs when I'm they, saying when currently you get, yeah yeah I'm saying currently and you have to take into effect what just happened and in the regular season Kyrie hit a, a bunch of clutch shots too but yeah in these playoffs yeah it wasn't it wasn't pretty he literally ended pretty. the season the worst way possible for his clutch rating Kawhi's been a clutch monster right now that shot he hit in Philly that leading oh, yeah. three that yeah. that's yeah that that gets you up to legendary status when you hit stuff like that so Damian Lillard is an argument it is. I agree. Is. Yeah. I think KD is always an argument, even though he hasn't really had clutch shots in the Dave, playoffs. I'm going to agree with you. I think it's Damian Lillard. I mean, just the that moments. One shot the alone. moments. <laughs> the one shot to win the series. The moments he had in the quadruple overtime game as well. Also, I think it was game. Was game three the quadruple overtime game? I think it was. So I'm going to say game four. There was a spot where Jamal Murray and Damian Lillard were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Late game situation, they ended up losing, but the only reason they stayed in that game is because Lillard hit four straight clutch shots, difficult shots. That guy has no fear. He is more clutch than Kyrie, in my opinion. Yes, Kyrie has that one huge shot, but Damian Lillard, 
is the most most clutch player in the NBA, I think. And sometimes, I guess it hasn't been this playoffs, so we can't really talk about it entirely. But I think Steph is one of the best closers in the NBA just because of the way that his shots will silence a crowd or ignite the Oracle. I think just the, the impact that he has late game situations when he makes threes, it's like more energy than anybody else in the league. I think in the playoffs, he's only had a few moments of showing that off. And he is he's come up small in a lot of moments. Right. I no, think I that, agree. That's, why that's people, what I'm saying. Yeah, kind of that's why people criticize him a lot in the playoffs, but he's he's had some series where like twenty sixteen well the was twenty fifteen, that was the first year they won the finals, right? The Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. That that finals, he was out of his mind against the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. He was he was a video game in that series. Steph? Yeah. Um, from what I recall, every I mean, until the last few games, they were saying how Delhi was the Curry stopper. They lost I, that I series never, in six. There was that Del Vadova had that, a few games. There was that one. There was that one game where Delhi had twenty and. Well, I'm not even <laughs> talking about scoring, but Delhi had Steph's number. I think defensive. I think Steph had a I really think, good I playoff he, run. I think up he until was. I think he was annoying Steph. And then after a, a game and a half, Steph got right back to what he was doing. Other people overhyped the the Curry stopper stuff. Yeah, but yeah, Curry he's he's had up and down playoff performances. Yeah. Are you guys still both taking Toronto to win the series? Yeah, yeah. Even if it goes seven, I'm taking Toronto. I think Philly's got too much question, too many question marks. If they were healthy, I think it'd be different. Too much, somewhat drama. Yeah. Blazers Nuggets. 3-2 Nuggets lead in that series. I love this series. Nuggets so smoked the Blazers in game five. Not even close. One by 26. Can Blazers force a game seven tonight? I say yes. I think yeah. I think this is one of this series it would is be fitting. Des- destined to go seven. I would love it to go seven. And I'm taking Portland to win in seven. I like it. Dang. I like it. I think this is Damian Lillard's time to shine in the NBA. It's his coming out party. It would be a fun redemption story. I'll... It would be my favorite redemption story we've seen in so long. I want this one of these teams to be in the finals. I agree. As much as I do like to see the Warriors play, and I would like them to get a three-peat and just be done and I fizzle. Wouldn't. They'll fizzle either way because um, KD's gone. I don't think they'll fizzle. I mean, I don't think they'll be contending every year, but I think they'll be just well, as good. Well, they'll still be... Mm, but, just um, as good? No. Yeah, I, th- I think no, they will. No, no, no. Because they lose KD and they're going to have a bunch of money again. But who is out there that they are going to replace him with? There's Doesn't, nobody at KD's I don't think level. it really matters. I think they can Kawhi. get, they can get Kawhi almost goes everybody. To the Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me anymore. No, no, I would be like, all right, I'm done with this league. I can't. You know that on ESPN the next day, they would just say, Kawhi Leonard has signed with the... Golden State Warriors, and then they'd play that clip of Kawhi's laugh. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, but yeah, Blazers Nuggets seems destined to go seven. Are you guys picking Nuggets? Joey seems like you're leaning Nuggets. Oh man, I don't know. The Nuggets are playing; they're playing with so much confidence right now. From their starting lineup to all the guys off the bench are giving them so much right now. It's so impressive seeing those young guys. Malik Beasley, Monte the- Morris, who just really got into the league a few years ago. Mason Plumlee is giving them a lot of stuff off the bench. Like, Tory Craig is playing the, the best Torrey basketball Craig of his is, career. Tory Craig. And he well, hasn't been playing that Torrey long. Tory Craig is one of my favorite stories in the NBA. Exactly. Like, nobody out of, unless you're a true NBA fan or you're a Denver Nuggets fan, that sounds like an, an NBA auto generated name. It does. He sounds like a generic. 
yeah. 2K. Generic 2K At the start player. of this season, he was on my generic 2K player list of guys <laughs> that just appeared. He's got the double first name. Yes, it's it's so weird. But that whole team is just, they believe in each other so strongly. And Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, man. I, Deepest that, team. That duo right there, next year, they they are they are gunning for the number one duo in the league. They're the deepest they're team in the they're playoffs. Not, they're, that's, I said they're not close to being there yet. But do you see how them two are playing? Right, They're the first duo to have back-to-back games of 30 points and a triple-double since Magic and Kareem in the 80s. These kids. Well, that's a dumb stat. that's dudes, a dumb stat. Why? You love stats. The, the, I love the stats, level that they're playing stat. on right now. That's a dumb stat. No, no other guard and big duo that's have like been we're doing looking, that. It's like we're looking for stats. All and they're winning. Would you agree with me, Not Joe? Kobe and Shaq. Not, I don't know, other duos, but, <laughs> but come on. You have to, Michael you, and Scotty. You have to look at the level that these two guys are playing at right now. No, they're, how they're I'm elevating not their from, team. No, no, yeah. they're, they're I think the biggest thing, too, is like they're, they, they're not even rostering like Isaiah Thomas like we talked about. He's exactly. an all-star two years ago, um, almost MVP candidate, or MVP candidate, almost winner. Um, even a guy like Tyler Lydon, who's – Shown signs of being a young guy that's found found a role, he's already been replaced. Like this team is so deep. Michael Porter Jr. is still on the mend, exactly, and he could become crazy, insane, and then I don't know what this team does because they'll have way too much talent. Who are you picking? I, my head says says the Nuggets, but I my heart says the Blazers. So what are you going with? Blazers. In seven, yeah, yeah, I'm going possible. Nuggets in seven, Blazers in six. Interesting, um. <laughs> interesting take. That's a hot take for sure. And you, what'd you say? Sorry, Nuggets in seven. Yeah, I'm taking Blazers in seven. All right, CJ McCollum better be an All Star next year. I don't know how it needs to happen. I don't know who needs to move out the way or knock on wood. I hope nobody gets injured. But CJ McCollum needs to be an All Star sooner or later. He is ridiculous. He's asking, I'm he's loving that crazy. he's got to go east. Rodney Hood yeah, he is. He might have to. Rodney Hood is finally proving that he'll be a great piston. It was it's, Cleveland's fault. It's yeah. Well, that's what I thought the whole time. I was like, this guy played good in, at Utah. Now he comes to Cleveland and he's not even playing. That doesn't make sense. And now he's on the Blazers and he's playing great. Again. Two years ago, I thought he was going to win the Most Improved Player of the Year. I was that high on Rodney Hood. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to happy. To I was like, he's good, only 26. That was a good late season move for them. And his cancer was a huge move. Oh, especially with the Nurkic injury. Huge replacement. Um, but let's flip the script here. We got to talk a little Pistons, a little free agent targets. Vince oh Ellis and Rod Beard. Vince Ellis of the Free Press, Rod Beard of Detroit News, came out with lists and targets for the Pistons and free agency. Ellis uh, talked about more so about what the Pistons are actually thinking of, and Rod Beard kind of gave more options. Let's talk about the players that Ellis brought up that the Pistons actually do have interest in in the offseason, depending on the direction they want to go with their money. Number one, and I am so down for this. I think everybody in Make it in happen. Detroit. Derek Rose. Yes. No, no brainer. Yes. No brainer. Not happening. I, I would be fine with, with getting rid of Ish if we got D. Rose as a point guard. As in a, a backup. Heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Derek Wait. Rose should start. Yeah, Derek Rose would start. I I don't think he would, would be gone. but I want him to. Yeah, he wouldn't start, but but that would give a good time yeah. to trade Reggie. <laughs> that would be that would be a good way to also get more fans in because more inter- Oh if, yeah, if you're not, if you're not 
a really good winning team, at least make it an entertaining team. Yeah, I agree yes. with you completely. I need to go get mellow. Yes. Derek Rose yes. and Mello, that would be so Can fun you, to watch. Yes. People keep harping me for saying this, but like, could you imagine going to a game for the Detroit Pistons where they have Derek Rose, Rose, and Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Anthony, Blake Griffin, Blake. and Andre, who's a fan favorite? Yeah. Plus Luke Kennard, my man. I think people would. I would love that. People team. would boo Reggie Jackson. That, that would be a great. <laughs> that team has a ceiling of four, of forty three wins, but you know what? It'll yeah. be entertaining to get there. I was there. saying exactly. they would go back to playing half court basketball. It would be slow and boring to watch. But I disagree. Derrick Rose is a fast paced guard. Yeah, but that team would not, not play fast. <laughs> oh, Mello getting up and down the floor. Yeah. First of all, he might be mad at first. He couldn't get more touches. Then it would be like, okay, Mello, you know, you just got to stand over there and shoot. You know that, right? <laughs> Come on, man. Um, number two on the list, and I think the Pistons are a year too late on this. I've said this last year. I think I even said this a year before. Seth Curry is who they have a lot of interest in. Seth Curry has been one of the most underrated players in the NBA the last couple of years. The dude has been shooting over 40% from three his entire career. Why are people just now being like, oh, we should have signed this guy? I think it, what didn't he have injury concerns in Dallas? Wasn't he hurt a lot? He had one injury. Yeah, but it seemed injury. like he was out for a, a little bit it was of a just while. A, it was a foot injury, and, and he was out. Yeah, people just started forgetting about him. It seemed like people just forgot about him. The Pistons, of all teams, should have signed Seth Curry. They were dumb on their part for not signing him last year. But Keep Langston Galloway, bring him in. You got some snipers. I, I, like, I, like, I could get rid of Galloway. I could, too. but I, he, As the season I mean, went on. They depend on him too much because the roster isn't very good. But if you make the roster better, he's a great thing to have. But, yeah, Seth Curry... He, Pistons are targeting Seth Curry in free agency, depending on how much money he commands, which I think he'll command a decent amount. Statistically, he's a better three-point shooter career-wise than Steph. Uh, interesting, though. I didn't realize this until I looked it up. He'll be 29 to start next season. Malik pointed out he, he played five years of college basketball, played right. a huge that's, role That's that. the thing that people forget about. But also, the way he plays, he can play until he's like 35, 36. There's no wear and tear on Seth Curry. He's just running around and shooting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, this is for the true sad boy Piston fans. Uh, this will, the, You can't get much more depressed. You went through Charlie Villanueva. You went through Josh Smith. But this is very – this is tough. Jeff Green, I mean – that, that's who they'll most likely get. In all likelihood, this is they'll, the most likely option. Saw, that is very pissed. It's so sad. We don't, we've gotten exactly. to this point. Well, I think the Jeff biggest, Green at this point, I do not want to watch him play anymore. <laughs> I used to think he was one of the most underrated players. He will, be, he will be on the list of should have, could have all stars. Recently, no. he's struggled. No. He had a one. Jeff has all the talents. Those years in Boston. He had he, two. No, his best year was he, an okay. He had the talent to be no. an all-star. The Boston years were his best years, especially the first one. I think, yeah, those are his best. Anyways, it's sad. Pistons are going to lose out on all of these because I, I think. They're no, they're going to sign Jeff Green. That's, well, I mean, that's yeah, going to happen. I'm saying, happen. like, the more. Marquee, and I'm going to be so sad. The more marquee names because the Pistons only have uh, the mid level and the minimum. Well, mid level, full mid level is four years, 40 million. I think that somebody's going to give Derek Rose slightly above mid level just because of the way that he played this year. Slightly above mid level is like eight. Eight million a year. How much money do you give to a potential six man of the year? I just think somebody's going to. That's the question. Get like they're going to offer more than the Pistons can. How much money does Lou Williams make right now? Well, Lou Williams is it's different because he was he was on a bargain deal. He before he came out, he was he was signed to that deal. Like just like Marcus Morris before he had his great season with the Pistons, he was signed for four years 
at five million a but year. How how much money do you give to a potential six man of the year? Derrick Rose is not a potential six man of the year. Uh, Why not? <laughs> he just showed he was. Well, because Lou Williams still plays in the NBA, and that's Lou Williams Award. That's that's a potential, not sure thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But it's I possible. think in the words of KG, anything is possible. Okay. Um. Another name is Patrick Beverly. I don't know. Well, if yeah, I got on the list. Okay, that um, won't happen. That's not gonna happen either. Yeah, but he, Patrick. I love Patrick. Patrick Beverly is commanding a lot of money. He's commanding. Yeah. A lot I, I of think money. he's gonna get. More. Well, I'd love him in Detroit. He'd fit the mentality. If you could get him, I'd I'd be stoked with that. Uh, T.J. McConnell. Meh. I'd rather have Ish. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Watch I us like get T.J. McConnell. Well, I like T.J., but I'd rather I rather have Ish. He's a great facilitator. Watch us get T.J. McConnell. It's gonna be T- this is gonna be our TJ and Jeff Green. Depending on what our bench looks like, I think TJ McConnell would be fun. Oh, that would be, that would be a hell of a summer. If we have TJ McConnell and Jeff Green, because like right now, Ish Smith fits because we have no bench and we need a scorer off the bench. But if we had some more shooters off the bench, I think TJ McConnell would be fun. If our free agency signee group is TJ McConnell, Jeff Green, and Eric Moreland, listen, man, I I. If we bring hold back on, Eric hold on, Moreland, hold on, I'm hold done on, with the Hold on, hold on. If it's TJ McConnell, Jeff Green, and Eric Moreland, I will, for the first time in my life, put serious thoughts of, like, what am I doing with my fanhood of being a Pistons fan? Do you remember the year they brought in Beno Udre and John Luer, and I think it was, like, one more person that didn't do anything at the same time? Well, here's the thing. John Luer was actually good for about 50 games until he fell off a cliff and totally was like, oh, wait, yeah. I can't play basketball. <laughs> yeah. But... But. Yeah, if that happens, I will. I, we'll have a whole episode of me deciding about if I should stay a Pistons fan. Well, you better get ready for it. Derrick Rose is. God, Please, I don't, no. don't want to be the Debbie. The guy. Lions are gonna. I really are, don't. I'm starting to compare. <laughs> the Lions need Derrick Rose. <laughs> That's a bad sign. <laughs> but uh, Pistons are gonna lose out on all of them. Yeah. Definitely. If if they get if they have a positive summer, I will be so I will be probably the most surprised person out of all of us. Bull Bull comes to Detroit in the draft. How high of a pick Next are we up. getting? <laughs> All right, guys, let's not. How high of a pick are we getting? Fifteen. He's dropping on boards. He's not dropping bit. at fifteen. He's going top. 10. I don't. I don't think so either. But <laughs> we can hope. Oh, another uh, player the Pistons have interest in, Ricky Rubio. I'd be okay with it. I think Ricky Rubio could command. He, I, he'd be I'd a be good okay point guard for what they're doing. I'd be okay with giving him the four years forty, for the full mid level. Somehow trade Reggie and then you give him the full. That'd be all right. Yeah, be I'd be fine right. with that. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. No, I think he'd fit well. Um, we talked about TJ Patrick, Trevor Ariza. I, I think that'd cool be solid. That. Be I think solid. that'd be solid because. Do you we, really think he has more left no, in the tank? We have no. He's forward, a spot up though. shooter nowadays. Yeah, he played solid. He's kind of changed year. his role. We have no forward, Malik. Malik, we have the worst yeah, wing Trevor, rotation okay, yeah. in yeah, the yeah, NBA yeah. by far. It's not even close. Like, if you're okay with getting mellow on the team, I think you should be okay. Yeah, with yeah, Ariza. Trevor, yeah, Tre- Ariza's cool. Jeff Green would instantly be a starter on this team, Malik. Yeah, um, Another wing target, Reggie Bullock. I'd be fine with it, but, like, it doesn't It sounds do like you, you have less enthusiasm the more you keep going. Wayne Ellington. <laughs> His enthusiasm goes down more and more as he... What if we just? What if we? <laughs> I just had a revelation. What if? What if? We invest in our young players. We have spot a slot. What a dream! <laughs> what a dream! Wait, what'd you say? We have Svatoslav, Malik's guy, <laughs> Mikhail Luke. 
Do you know they're tr- they're trying to uh, make him into a point guard, right? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> whatever, whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do. Hey, can if we that... make that a drop? Can we make that a drop, please? <laughs> if that gets Reggie out of Detroit, I'm fine. That's all. We I just love Makai Luke at the point for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, oh. This one makes me happy. If we could somehow get Rodney Hood, I'd be happy. That's not gonna happen either. I know, but I'd be. Happy. <laughs> seeing the series that he's having. I'd be happy. Are you kidding me? The other two. Okay, last two. Last two. Marcus Morris. Welcome back. I'd be fine with it. I think he's been playing too good too. He's gonna get more than mid level. I w- honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. So if he I think came it comes to down Detroit. to two players. I think the Pistons. I could- think he would like to. Yeah. But I think he's gonna get more money. Yeah, I agree. I think the Pistons will throw big money at two players. <laughs> what? I'm just nervous. Ricky just, Rubio. Who we talked about. Like uh, I can see him giving yeah. the four years forty. I could see him giving four years forty to Terrence Ross at twenty eight. He's twenty eight years old. Best season of his career. If we got Terrence Ross, I'd be really surprised. He's I'd younger than Seth Curry. True. I think Terrace Ross would be a big a big sign. Actually. Me too, but I'm not sure if I want to give him 10 mil a year. I'd be fine with it. I like Terrence. Uh, I like how the age of Seth Curry has become such an important thing in this he's, conversation. Like Terrence is fun. Terrence he's Ross a three point is a lot younger and a than and a dunker. People think, and uh, he'll put butts in. Nah, but he'll be entertaining. He can watch. go off for 30 at any night, and yeah. uh, I'd I'd be happy with Terrence. Derek Rose, Terrence Ross, Terrence Blake, and Andre would be an exciting three, four, and five. It definitely would. Oh yeah, Terrence is really fun to watch. Then you got Luke at the two and Derek and at the Ricky one. And Ricky Rubio throwing flashy give me, No, give me Derek Rose. I That'd want Derek Rose. Team. Well, Derek or Ricky, I'm fine. I'm fine with yeah. Derek here. Ricky, Ricky throwing Ricky. flashy passes and throwing alley-oops. Uh, that'd get people yeah. in seats. They wouldn't win Ricky, a lot. They probably yeah. wouldn't win a lot, but. <laughs> Why am I Positive so sad ending. now? Why am I so sad Positive now? ending. I think we should, when free agency comes up for the business, it should just meet me and Malik so Chris doesn't have to, like, put all his hopes and dreams into the episode. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you. That's all. All right, let's just end the episode. I'm, I'm t- <laughs> you know, I thought talking about the Pistons would be fun. We haven't talked about them in a couple weeks. Started How would with, you think that it would be with, fun? Because of, all Bucks, the, of Derek so Rose. I was like, oh, Derek Rose would be cool. He was Man. so full of energy at the beginning. Now it's just. <laughs> There's so many playoff teams that would never. love to have Derek Rose on their team. Well, that's going to do it for the show today, guys. <laughs> hey, we got some exciting <laughs> basketball to watch. We do have some. We got yeah. to get, get home, okay? We got. Sixers and fi- uh, Sixers and Raptors at eight. Sorry, my mind is just like depressed now. Uh, and then we got what do we have? Blazers Nuggets ten thirty. Great night of basketball. Pistons aren't playing, so my hopes Yay. and dreams will not be destroyed. <laughs> That'll come June twenty eighth for the NBA draft, and then July first for free agency. That's when my hopes and dreams will be shattered, like every year. Anything else? Any last words, fellas? Buckle your seats. The Pistons are 10 years away from being 10 years away. <laughs> the Bruno Caboclo of NBA franchises. We're here. <laughs> we'll We're see here. you guys next time. Nothing, Malik? The big three might have better pickups than the Pistons in the summer. I'm excited for the big three. Ice Cube, the GM. Should I bring on my Josh Smith jersey? All right, see you guys. <laughs>